Well, hello, all of you, and you, and you, and you. This is the Paul Leslie Hour. Thank you for dropping by. Hey, you're about to hear Paul's second interview with singer-songwriter Greasy Joe. The first interview was around 17, 18 years ago, but Paul and Greasy recently reunited in Bluffton, South Carolina. Now, Greasy Joe's a former Navy officer who flew the F-A-18 Hornet. He's also an exceptional writer of escapism songs with a tropical lyrical style. Joe has a new album out entitled Blue Water. Hey, can you keep the Paul Leslie going? Hey, we need your help. Simply jump in at www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We thank everyone who's contributing. That includes you and you. Now, let's take you to beautiful, sunny South Carolina, where this outdoor interview occurred. Gentlemen, are you ready? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a kind of reunion of sorts. Many, many years ago, probably circa 16, 17 years, I randomly met up with this gentleman here, Greasy Joe. It was on River Street in Savannah, Georgia. All these years later, we're here at the legendary Mayfest in Bluffton, South Carolina. And coming back for a second time is Greasy Joe. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming and watching the show, too. Great show. Awesome. Thank you. Some Thank great you. musicians you had with you. Oh, yeah. These, those guys, this, this area is kind of known for the musicians here and the music. And it's, of course, when you know, I knew I was coming here to play, I'm like, I know a couple guys that better play with me right. in, in Beaufort so, or in Bluffton. So, yeah. Anyway, what a good time. Now, when I met you, I believe you were living in South Carolina. I was. So I was stationed here in Beaufort from 2001 to the end of 2004. So I think we met, was it 2004? That sounds St. right. St. Patty's Day, I think. Yeah, it was St. Patrick's so Day. So I was getting kind of close to the end of my time here. But I lived in Bluffton and then made the drive to Beaufort. Every day was like a 40-minute drive to get to base, but we just, a couple friends of mine decided we wanted to live down in this area and make the drive to the base, but for many reasons, this this place is just absolutely amazing, so I do have some roots here and still some friends here, which is kind of nice, and hopefully I will get back here permanently at some point Okay, very soon. Well, nice. So, where are you from originally? Where were you born? So, I was born in Toledo, Ohio, which is in the northwest corner, like pretty much almost into Michigan. And I spent some time as a kid out in California. I think there was about four years my parents were out there in Hanford, which is close to the Navy base in Lemoore. But the rest of the time, minus those four years, I grew up in Northwest Ohio. Very small town that nobody's ever heard of. There's, there was like a thousand people living there when I grew up there. And there's probably not more than 1,500 people still there today. Very small town, close to uh, Bowling Green, Ohio. Okay. 
Well, I know that the this part of the coast, Georgia to South Carolina, it does attract a lot of people from Ohio. It does. <laughs> it's interesting. And it's the, so you'll see some stickers out, like bumper stickers in town that'll have the lighthouse, the Hilton Head Lighthouse, which is super pop. That's where they do right. uh, one of the golf tournaments there. And then it's the lighthouse and OH. So, and it's, as I was talking to a buddy of mine, John, my, one of my buddies that plays down here and he's played on, played guitar on pretty much every album I've ever made. But he told me that back in the day, like the seventies, some developers were like, you know, in, from Ohio, just drew a big radius of X amount of distance and like the first body of coastal body of water mm -hmm. that they could come to was the was South Carolina in the Hilton Head area, you know, right around here. And so they started developing, and that's then they had highways made for it to get to be easier to get down here. And I'm like, man, I never knew that, but it makes sense because there's just if, if you go out in town right here, it's like 25% of the license plate you're going to see Ohio during, yeah. from spring break through the summertime. So, Interesting. Yeah. And we, I remember in college, we would come down here for spring break too, because it was, it wasn't that long of a drive to get right. down here. So had some roots here for, for a while now. It's a great area. Well, hello to all the people from the Buckeye State who are watching, uh, wherever they might be watching. OH. So tell us, you know, you've written some really great songs. You've got this new album out. The album is called... Blue water. Blue water. Blue yep. water. Yes. Who were your, who were and are your songwriting influences? So ob the obvious one, and so and back up a little bit. The blue. So I remember the first interview we did. Right. I was talking about my next album is going to be Blue Water, and I had right. all these plans, which things happened, and I had this other career going on. So, you know, fast forward to now when I actually had time to make the album, I'm like, well, I better, I better call it Blue Water because that's what I wanted to call it back in the day. So that finally happened and it's out there now. But as far as influences go, I think obviously Jimmy Buffett. So, right. you know, he, when I started playing guitar, I gravitated to his songs because I liked the escapism and his style of songwriting, mm -hmm. which I, I know that he's a super popular guy, but I think he was actually pretty underground for a, a long time. You know, yes, he's not that's a fair. guy that's won a bunch of you know, awards with CMAs. He's just kind of done his own thing and he, and he'll write some kind of odd stuff that most songwriters probably wouldn't, think that that'd be a good idea for a song and he just doesn't care he just writes whatever he wants to write give me an example there have you ever heard the song math sucks of course yeah yeah, math. yeah. yeah he, like, most who people, does that yeah, nobody does. that's just silly so and there's a ton of other like a woman going crazy on caroline street like talking about right. you know basically a prostitute like nobody really writes about that kind of stuff that's true so obviously i can you know his style of writing and the way that he does things where he's just does what he wants that i love that about him other guys there's another guy 
who was less popular, but he also played down in Key West. I think I think he started playing down there after Buffett moved on and was becoming pretty big in the 70s into the 80s. But a guy named Pat Daly. Have you ever heard of him? The great Pat Daly. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Now he's a little more folky and he did he had one album that was kind of like the trop rock Jimmy yeah, yeah. Buffett but he was more like I don't know who to compare him to really but kind of the folky guys from the yeah. 70s you know It's almost like a like a, a Steve Goodman kind of Shel Silverstein at times Yeah can be witty and funny but also sometimes Yep. Very fair. Yep. Very fair. And actually, he wrote several songs with Shel Silverstein. They were buddies right. down, and they met down in Key West. And some of his songs that do sound kind of silly are act were co-written with Shel Silverstein. Mm. So that's that's pretty cool. And please, and plus, he's he's not an Ohio person, but I think he's from Illinois. Mm-hmm. But he made his career playing up in Putin Bay, right. in that area. During the springs and summers, and then he would go down to Key West for half the year and back and forth. So he's got a pretty good following of folks in Ohio, for sure. So I definitely he influenced me, and I and the other guy. If I had to pick three, and, and really, it's you know, I think all the music that we listen to influences us in some ways that we might not even know. But if I had to pick three, I think the third guy would be like Guy Clark. Guy Clark, I think. Okay. He's just another. And all three of them have in common that they just write whatever they want to write and Hmm. try to be as clever as possible. So I hope that they've influenced me in in ways that show up in what I write. So great songwriters, in my opinion, all three of them. But so I listened to, like, so I remember as a kid listening to country music because my dad liked George Jones. And so, and so that was early on pretty much all through uh, up to high school. I actually started listening to a lot of R&B in high school. So like Babyface. Oh, okay. Who else? Like Keith Sweat. You know, during the 90s, R&B was kind of it was pretty big. And it was oh, yeah. all coming out of Atlanta. A lot of it, yeah, that's true. And so that, you know, I don't know if that influences me in a lot. I know Babyface is a great songwriter. Maybe some of that influenced me too, or maybe how I sing a little bit um, kind of comes from listening to that. I've listened, I listened to rap for a little while, but then kind of came full circle and started listening to country and the trop rock guys and the songwriter types. That's pretty much where I'm at right now. So something that I would be remiss if I didn't mention. Back when I was on Radio Margaritaville broadcasting, yeah, there was a song that every single time it was played, it would immediately get emails, either at the station or people would find my email address and they would say, hey, I heard this song. What was that song? Well, I did announce the song, but anyways, it was called and is called Rum. Yes. Okay. Now, this song... People had such a reaction to it. Henry Jordan, who recorded our first interview, he always talked about that song. Jeff Pike, listen, hey man, that that rum song is great. So, 
What do you think it is about that song that has created this kind of hurricane uh, of interest? There's there's no like equation to say, hey, what makes a song great? You know, guys just write kind of whatever they want, and then they kind of hope that it's going to be fun. But it's pro- honestly, it's probably just that it's like simple and yeah. catch, and it's people can, you know, every great song people can relate to in some way. So I think that it's just the melody is kind of fun. You know, the instrumentation's fun. The li- It's just, you know, it's the song's about drinking rum. So yeah, it's like... it is. Weekend's here. It's time to drink some rum. Here's a, you know, it's... I, I just think that it's it's the catchiness of it is yeah. really... It's not that it's a well-written lyrically song. I think it's more that it's just kind of a catchy tune that serves its purpose when it's time to start drinking some rum. Yeah. And so, and that, so the first time I recorded that was that on the first album and i gave it kind of a fast pace tempo and a lot going on and so i re-recorded that again for this for the blue water album and i'm actually doing it in half time and made it sound a little bit more laid back because i didn't want to redo it and have it sound the same yeah you know it's like we we already heard that you know so i made it i changed it a little bit i didn't change the lyrics and I shortened the song up a little bit, but I kind of made it a little bit more laid back and fun. So hopefully folks uh, appreciate what, what the change that I made there. Is there a song on the Blue Water album that you, you think is especially good, that you're especially proud of? They're like kids, you know. It's You put so much effort into every one of them, and some of them you can write relatively fast and other ones take a lot of time to tweak oh man it'd be impossible for me to say i think oh man well i'll say the ones that i wrote a while ago and and so they're the ones that i've played out quite a bit right i never get really sick of playing them they're always fun to play well, I'll say Blue Water, I wrote that when I was on a deployment. So, you know, I, I joined the Navy, and pretty soon after, a few years later, I'm on an aircraft carrier. And so the song is really about two people who just grow apart, is really what the song is about. And then the, the character that, that's singing is, you know, I've chosen this path, basically, and everything will be okay. I'll just you know, get over things and move on. So, and, and that song, I remember it came to me when I was up on, on the, the top of the, uh, on the deck of the aircraft carrier hmm. and waiting for the planes to come back. So I could, it was an Atlantic signals officer and it just, the melody popped into my head. I'm like, Oh, okay. I might have something here. So over the course of a few days, I would write some lyrics to it. I'm like, that's that song is a little deep, and for at the time, I was kind of more into the the you know fun songs, and I wrote I've written a bunch of comedy songs that I never really actually recorded. I just would play those live, but that one had a ton of sentimental meaning and a connection to, and I never recorded it for the first album, even though the song was written hmm. by that time. And so I remember in your in, in the first interview talking about calling that song blue water or calling the album blue water yeah. and um probably because of the 
connection that I had to the song, and I was able to finally actually record it. But that song was written like 20 plus years ago. So, but that one, you know, it's a sentimental song that probably has the most, as far as like a connection to a song that I have, it's probably that one. Blue Water. Yeah. So you were mentioning the Navy here. Mm-hmm. There is a song, uh, an old song called What is America to Me? And so I will ask you, Greasy Joe, what is America to you? America to me. You always ask the deep question. I've listened to some of your interviews and you ask questions that like, oh man, that's going to be tough to answer. That's That gets right in there. To me, it's, I mean... You've, you have so many people of different walks of life, you know, and they come from different backgrounds. And in America, you can be who you are and you should be able to succeed. Of course, everything's hard work. You know, you, you're not, you don't just show up and, and expect things. Everything, every path that you choose to go down is going to be hard work. But that aside, you can be the person that you actually are and live comfortably here and make friends that appreciate who you are and not have to worry about being ridiculed for the, you know, the things that you do and the things that you like. And that's it's it would be tough for all of us that, you know, we're born here and lived here for X amount of years to even understand that. Cause it's like, right. it's just the way things are. But if you go to other countries, it's pretty obvious that they don't have that luxury of folks being, being able to be who they are. So the fact that you can be who you are and work hard and, and succeed. And there used to be a lot of talk about, you know, what is the American dream is, you know, go to work, you know, work very hard to, earn your way and earn your pay and be able to have things and and be proud of your success and i think that this country is one of the few places in the world that you can actually do that kind of thing so and there's there's a pride that i have in the in the for this country obviously i'm a very patriotic person you know when i was in high school trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. I actually almost joined the Marines just because, and I had my principal at the time told me, no, you gotta go. Everybody's got to go to college. You just have to do that. So I did. And then of course, after college, I still felt this desire to go serve and, you know, do that for my country. And, of course, my timing was such that I'm, I'm ending up going on deployments over to war zones, which you can't ever plan on that. But that's what I signed up for to do and was very happy to do it. I definitely have a lot of pride in in the country. So, Well, thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. So for everyone out there who wants to connect with you, Tell us how we can get your music, and also, it's greasyjoe.com, right? Yep. Greasyjoe.com, G-R-E-E-Z-Y, 
Joe.com. And that's I, so I that was my call sign when I was in the Navy. It was the right. Greasy Seaburger. And they would say, you know, Greasy. The way that they would say it would kind of, you know, it's like it just stuck. And there's when you, I'll just anchor here for a second, explain to everybody the, the name because they're like, why would you pick that as a name for performing? Well, it's because it was a name that was given to me. When you get to your first fleet squadron, you have it's it's a it's an official board, but it's actually just kind of a fun thing. All the guys will write, you know, this guy's call sign should be this, and so you'll get like ten to twenty names that people have come up with for you. And it's usually had something to do with your last name or something that you've done that's that highlights yourself in some way. Like if you had a nervous tick, then your call sign might end up being tick, you know, or twitch or something like that. Or if you've done something silly right. that highlights yourself, then you'd end up with a call sign like guys have accidentally dropped bombs in places that they like training bombs in places they shouldn't have so they get the call sign to scorch or something like that because they've scorched earth where they weren't supposed to so that's that's where the call sign things come in so what and when i was originally starting to play live it was on the aircraft carrier on the ship on deployments and i would write these comedy songs making fun of like the admiral and the battle group the captain of the ship the skippers of the squadrons and, and other people and that just carried over into when I actually started gigging out in town just because, you know, my people that knew me in the Navy knew that call sign. So I just ended up keeping that as my stage name for performing. <laughs> so, yeah. Greasy Joe it is. Greasy Joe. So greasyjoe.com. I'm on Facebook, Greasy Joe Music on Facebook. Where else? Uh, you can find me on Spotify. Uh, Apple Music, all the download sites I'm on there. And I, when you go on there, so I used to have all my albums on there too. So I had the, I actually had three albums out there. Right. were all kind of very different from each other, just different things that I was into at the time. But I ended up taking all that down because the Navy was kind of transitioning into more politically correct. And so I had, you know, all these songs that were not politically correct at all and very inappropriate and, you know drinking songs and you name it that stuff was on there it's really silly stuff and i just didn't want to get in trouble as i was moving up through the ranks so i ended up taking all that down now i'm it's fine i can't get in trouble for that right. stuff so I'm, some of that might may re-record re and and put out there but anyway it's all on spotify apple music amazon anywhere that you you know, download your music, you're going to find me on there. So hopefully you guys can get out there and listen to it. Well, Joe, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate uh, not only the chance to uh, enjoy some live music this afternoon slash early evening, but also a chance to reconnect. Yeah. It's good thank to you, see you. It's been too long. We shouldn't wait that long next time. Well, if you move out here. Yeah. So the East Coast, uh, we, we might be connecting with Greasy Joe more. We may be neighbors here soon if I can figure out how to get here. That would be very cool. We will look forward. Hasta la pasta, folks. See you guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. 
The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.